Hello, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show, a podcast for women who want to clear their clutter and create space for freedom and joy. If your life keeps getting bigger, but not better, keep listening to learn about decluttering from the inside out. It's about creating a life that's aligned with your values and priorities, so you can have more of what matters and less of what doesn't. I'm your host, Jennifer, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Jennifer here, and welcome to the Simply and Fiercely Show. Today's episode is something that I have been planning on recording forever. It is inspired by an article that I read way back in March, and I knew that I wanted to talk about it, but it just never seemed like it was the right time. But fortunately, now that the Simply and Fiercely Show has moved to weekly episodes, hooray, (laughs) I finally have a chance to dig a bit further into the really the nitty-gritty of decluttering and simplifying. And a big part of that is exploring the concept of clutter stories. Now, this is going to be familiar for anybody who is in my program, Clear Your Clutter. But to sum things up, as a general rule, I think there is more to our stuff than meets the eye. So yes, yes, of course, you know, stuff is just stuff technically. But when we're decluttering, there are stories, there are things from our past, our lived experiences, right? And it's the sum of this that impacts our relationship with these items that we may or may not declutter. So that last bit is quite important. I just wanted to point it out because when you think about it, clutter is very subjective and often sometimes very confusing from my own personal experience and from working with many clients from all over the world. I know that Sometimes, sometimes there's this conflict where we care about something and we really, we love something, right? We have an item in our home that we care about and we love, but at the same time, we also know deep in our heart that we want to declutter, that we want to have stuff, and perhaps this item doesn't belong in our home. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I know that for me, um, it's very confusing, right? It's sometimes almost like you're being torn in two directions, and. Obviously, yes, of course, that's going to make decluttering hard. And I know for myself, I spent a lot of time really steeped in indecision. And so part of this process of figuring out what you want to do with your clutter, do you want to keep it? Do you want to let it go? And if so, how do you let it go? Is understanding your clutter story. What is your relationship with this specific item? And then once you start to break things down, once you understand that meaning, it's going to be so much easier to make informed decisions. Okay, so that is going to bring us back to this article in question, um, which, by the way, I will link to in the show notes. But let me start by saying that this article actually has nothing to do with decluttering. Instead, it's about someone who feels very, very attached to a bracelet. In fact, I'll just read you this headline. Inika Blakeman, and I'm so bad with names, so I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. But Inika Blakeman longed for a charm bracelet throughout her life. 60 years later, a stranger made it happen. So this is obviously like a bit of a feel-good piece. I came across it on Facebook. And if I'm going to be completely honest with you, what actually drew me, which actually drew me, sorry, um, to the article was almost a fear 
of the comment section, if that makes sense. Um, I'm not sure if you are on Facebook very much, probably good for you if you're not. But if you are, you'll know that sometimes the comment section on a Facebook post, especially like a news article, can be one of the most toxic places. And I just knew when I saw this headline, I was just imagining how people could be very unkind, um, picturing people making fun of this woman for spending 60 years dreaming of a charm bracelet, right? And especially that could come from people who might be, let's say, let's say a bit minimalist leaning, right? Because on the surface, just from the headline, I know how this comes across. I can see with complete clarity how the whole quote unquote, it's just stuff crowd could jump on this woman with comments along the lines of, you know, um, imagine being so materialistic that you spend 60 years winning a bracelet, right? And look, to be honest, I did see that kind of comment on Facebook. Sadly, that is just often the, the toxicness that's there, I suppose. Um, but the reason that I wanted to record this episode, and I think that it might surprise some people because clearly I'm a minimalist, is actually because I wanted to defend Miss Blakeman. I completely understand why she was so attached to this bracelet. And if I'm thinking about my audience here, because because let's face it, I don't think that Miss Blakeman is going to be listening to my podcast or caring about me coming to her defense. I also believe that understanding her story and approaching it with compassion is a valuable lesson when it comes to decluttering in general. So for those of you who are regular listeners, you've probably heard me say this before, just how important self-compassion is when it comes to decluttering. Um, or if you know, you're new here, then please, I invite you to imprint this concept onto your brain. The more that you can show up for yourself with self-kindness and respect, the easier it is going to be to declutter. And I, But having said that, I know that that's often really hard to do, which is part of why I am breaking down this story about a bracelet. Okay, so I know that so far that might sound like a bit of a whirlwind, I'm a bit all over the place, but stick with me. If you've ever wondered why it's so hard to get rid of certain things, then I hope this episode is going to open your eyes to some new perspectives. Okay, so let's go back to the article. Um, again, it's in the show notes if you want to read all the details. Obviously, I'm just going to summarize it here. It begins with Miss Blakeman wanting a charm bracelet, which in her words was a luxury. And it was a lesson she learned very early in life that, quote, not all things are available to all people. And yeah, so obviously right off the bat, I think that really strikes a chord. It strikes a chord with me, possibly with you. Um, if you've ever experienced any financial insecurity in your life, there's definitely that feeling that there are some people who are the ones who have things, right? And other people who are the quote unquote have nots. But then the story takes another turn. Mrs. Blakeman um, is at a birthday party. It says she's about nine years old and she wins one of these silver charm bracelets that she has always wanted during a birthday party game. But then, and oh my gosh, this just broke my heart, it was a bit too big for her, so the adults at the party made her choose something else. 
And so then what happened is this memory stuck with her for 60 years. And yes, again, on the surface, I can see how that might come across as a touch materialistic. And that's probably where some people judging her or maybe, and I'm obviously just projecting here. I wonder if there's even times that maybe Miss Blakeman might have judged herself, right? Because it is just a bracelet, right? Or is it? Again, I don't know the entire story, and this article is obviously not an in-depth essay, but still, I don't think it's too hard to imagine that this bracelet meant something else, something more to Ms. Blakeman. Maybe <laughs> it wasn't the bracelet that she really wanted, right? Instead, it was the sense of belonging. That line that she said that, where to go? Not all things are available to all people. I don't know about you, but for me, that is really haunting. And I can just imagine, like, as a young child, how she must have felt. Or, you know, actually, if I'm honest, I don't really have to imagine. I grew up in a situation where we didn't have a lot of money. But then on top of that, I felt very different from the people in my community. Um, I'm half Chinese. I grew up very close to my mother's family, which is the Chinese side. They had a Chinese family. Um, but I grew up in also a very predominantly white neighborhood. And even though I don't have a memory of like a specific item, like like she does with this bracelet that made me feel left out, yes, I can completely understand that feeling of not belonging, of feeling like you're on the fringe, and also feeling like certain things, certain items, like for me, it wasn't a bracelet, it was having the right clothes, right, would help me fit in. So yet again, I just want to reiterate, these are not Ms. Blakeman's words. I'm just using this story as an example to explain how our relationship with stuff can be complicated. And then there's a twist in the actual story that really just reinforces this for me. Okay, so let me find it. As the article continues, in 2022, Ms. Blakeman is on this like kind of mini news segment here in Australia where she tells a story about you know, always wanting this charming, this charm bracelet. And that is where this heartwarming bit comes in. Someone listening to the story is part of a group that collects these specific silver charms. So this is a community that does not know Miss Blakeman personally, and they get together and they make this specialized bracelet for her. And then on top of that, there's members of the community who get in touch with her and as the story goes, they end up creating this really beautiful friendship. And so that's the happy ending to the story. And for me, it only reiterates that that bracelet was a symbol, that it was so much more than just a bracelet. And instead, it represented the sense of belonging and community. And so when they say like 60 years later, she finally gets the bracelet. Yes, of course. But to me, it's almost like 60 years later, she finally gets the belonging and the acceptance that that bracelet symbolized all along. So I know that from the outside looking in, you know, I'd guess that probably 99% of you listening to this probably understand this concept, right? That the bracelet represented community. You're probably feeling in your heart right now a lot of compassion from Miss Blakeman and everything that she's gone through, right? I think that it's so easy, isn't it, to feel that compassion for someone else. But how often do you extend that same compassion to yourself? 
when you're decluttering and you're thinking about your relationship for stuff? It's a good question, right? Because here's the thing. Yes, in this case, I would say with with a lot of confidence that Miss Blakeman does not want to declutter her bracelet, right? And of course, I understand that. I just want to say this, you know, for the people in the back, anybody who needs to hear this, I may be a minimalist, but I don't believe that you have to get rid of things that you care about, right? That's not the point of decluttering. But let's just say that she did, just to make this like a learning example. What if she wanted to declutter the bracelet or just something else in her life that she did feel that she would have, she felt the desire to let go, right? Maybe her house is too small. Maybe she's just editing her belongings because she feels overwhelmed by them. There's a million reasons why she could want to declutter and that's personal and that's up to her. But that doesn't mean that it's easy. And what she might be feeling is this sort of that duality that I talked about where she wants to let go of something, but she's also feeling super attached and she's just struggling with that, right? Again, hands up if you've gone through that. I've had that so many times. And in my experience with my clients, I see it over and over. So what do you think is going through Ms. Blakeman's head in this imaginary scenario? My guess is she's probably not making that connection herself about the community. Instead, she's probably telling herself something like, oh, it's just a bracelet. It's just stuff, right? She might be beating herself up about not being able to let go. And, you know, that kind of mentality, that inner voice in her head is not going to help her with her decluttering. But if you imagine switching gears, right, do you think it would be helpful for her to acknowledge her past, to acknowledge the symbolism that this bracelet represented for her, that symbolism where it's about the strong community and acceptance? Again, this is imaginary. I just feel like I really need to say that. I'm not saying that she should declutter the bracelet. But if she wanted to, I think that understanding her history understanding what it represents to her, perhaps reflecting on all the ways that she's part of an active, loving community now, with or without that bracelet. All of these kind of thoughts, when they're fueled by understanding and self-compassion, I think that would be the key to letting go, right? It's not bullying herself into not caring. It's not saying it's just stuff. It's not saying that your memory lives in your items, right? No, that doesn't. that isn't going to work here at least not in my experience. What she needs is that kindness and that compassion and that understanding. So really, that is the message that I wanted to share in this somewhat roundabout episode. Um, When I saw Miss Blakeman's story, it just really struck me as such a beautiful example of our clutter stories or our stuff stories or just, you know, the story behind our belongings. And I also thought this was worth sharing because, as I said, it is just so easy to feel empathy for someone else and also to connect these dots, right? I was only a few sentences into this article when it became abundantly clear to me that this bracelet was about so much more than a bracelet. But I also know with, you know, probably 100% confidence that I would find it more difficult or I have found it more difficult in my own life to connect these dots, that my own self-cap my own self-compassion does not come as easily or quickly, which is why we need these reminders. You are not defined by your stuff, but your stuff can tell your story about your fears, your insecurities, your hopes, your dreams, and that is just the tip of the iceberg. These are your clutter stories, and if you want to let go, 
but you can't follow through, this is where the work begins. Thank you for listening, my friends, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Simply and Fiercely show. If you want to learn more, you can download my free mindful decluttering guide and learn all the secrets that help me go from shopaholic to minimalist. All you need to do is visit simplyfiercely.com backslash free guide. That's all one word to get instant access. Until next time, thanks again.